Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. What a nice boss he is. He's just so kind to us. It is bj.show. BJ, no, I did it again. bjshow.co. Man, I can never get that right. We got it. Hey, it just, it's, it's second just time. Like bjshow.co. Repetitions in training camp, Brad. You just, you do it over and over again, and then you get it right. There you go. I'm Brad Hildebrand. That's John Combest. And who are you? I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First off, Saturday or Friday night. Let me read you exactly what I got Friday night. I got a text Friday night from, (laughs) this is actually sort of funny. Uh, Where is it? I got a text from Friday night from from, uh, Brian Nieves, Friday, 628 p.m. Here's what he said. What did you do now that has Tracy all riled up? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently... Someone listening, or maybe she listens to our show, or something like that, has gotten back to the fact that we talk about Tracy and Rick Ellis. And once again, I go back with Tracy. I want to say maybe 2008, 2009, uh, when she, uh, along with Melissa Bream, who owned at the time a company called Remax Stars, which is out in um, in uh, St. Peter's, right there in, on uh, on uh, Mid Rivers Mall Drive at Willett, right across the street from the QT. Um, ran a real estate office, and Tracy was one of the salespeople. She was a real estate, um, not a broker, but, you know, an agent. And uh, Melissa was the broker. And they decided they wanted to do a show, a weekly show called Real Estate Today. And we did that for a number of years. And then Tracy got enamored with radio, and then she decided she wanted to do a show on 97.1, which she did for a long time. And then she got very much into being on 97.1, and actually her real estate show on 97.1 turned out to be about... Eh, three quarters politics and one quarter real estate. And <laughs> she got very upset about the fact that under new ownership when 97.1 was bought by Intercom, which is now Odyssey, which is now bankrupt in Chapter 11, yep. which is very sad, uh, that they were going not hardcore right anymore. They were becoming more of a center-right radio station. And it was now being run by quote-unquote rhinos, the rhinos were there, and if you don't know what a rhino is, are not R H I N O, but R I N O, Republican in name only. Okay, so she split off, and the crazy part of it is the station she has right now. She doesn't own them; she leases them. I'm the guy that turned her on to the guy who she cut the deal with. I'm the guy that said, "Hey, if you want to be on some radio stations, this is the guy to call." Yeah. And also in the course of my meetings with Tracy and Rick, because they were looking for some advice, I said, you need to hire Brian Nevis. And Tracy says, who's he? You never heard of him before. (laughs) Okay. So apparently something got back to Tracy and she's on the war path for me. And I said to Brian, which he didn't know, I said, oh no, she's going to send me another cease and desist letter. And he laughed and he says, and she says, why did she send you one already? I go, yeah, you don't know about this story. He didn't know about it. Okay. So him and I, I see after he texted me, I called him on the phone. Now, here's what's interesting. 
We talked about the old days when Brian came to work for me, and it was really a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with that. We used to have an open door policy. Literally, the door of the building was open. People would come in off the street and sit down. <laughs> Brian said something that offended somebody. Like, for example, back in the day, mayor uh, of Washington, uh, Dick Strotman, used to listen all the time. And if, they, if Brian said something he didn't like, he'd literally drive over to the radio station, park his car in front, walk through the front door, go back down and sit in the studio and talk, talk it over with Brian. Good. So that's a good that's a great thing, isn't it? Here's the interesting part of this is that he said to me, says, Now you're doing a show right now on one of your stations, right? I go, Yeah, I'm doing it with John Combest. He goes, John Combest, he tells me that when he did the show for me, he got most of his prep from you. Well good. That's very kind of Brian that to say. Yeah. Back in the day, and this was God, this is ten no, four, 13, 14 years ago. That he would go before he go on the air, he'd go to johncombass.com and pull up all your different stories, and that would be his show prep stuff. So, how you like that for a compliment? Yeah, that's well, that's kind of Brian, and we we speak very highly of Brian on the show. We did on Friday as well. We both like Brian a lot. I told him that you're a big fan, and <laughs> this is what's funny. <laughs> you said that you don't like it when he goes to a, into his radio thing. That his he goes into his radio voice and he. Yeah, I said I preferred his real voice, not his and, radio. And voice. And you yeah. said that that was obnoxious, and he said that's exactly why he does that. <laughs> because he wants to make fun of radio people. See, you know, once again. Well, good, good for him. And I, I like get that. that. I mean, you know, he's a really sharp guy. You know, he's gotten some bad press. I mean, once you get to know the guy, he's one of those guys that, that um, you know, if you have a problem, he's the guy that shows up and helps you out. You know what I mean? He's the guy. I, would, I, I imagine that he is quite loyal to the people that he's that he's well, that he's close to he's just, i mean that's an admirable trait in somebody he's a very religious guy and he he you know believes in you know helping your fellow man and he believes in yeah. you know a lot of the the teachings of of you know the fact that that you know we're all in this together and you know what i'm saying i mean yeah i do and, i do and, well i'm glad that you got a chance well, to chat with him and also i mean any it, anything else you could do to promote the fact that you've been officially given a cease and desist <laughs> once and maybe you're not <laughs> on the door of number two, Brad. You know, and what's so sad about this is, is I said to Brian, I said, Brian, I go, Brian, here's what's frustrating to me about the radio business. And I gave him my YouTube example. And yeah. I said, I said, I watch these YouTubers who have a channel. And most of these guys are car dudes. And what do they do? They cross promote. The guy who is technically their competition, they invite him on their own channel. Hey, this is Jim. You may know him from Jim's cars, you know, and, and Jim does all Volkswagens and he's the Volkswagen expert. And Jim, we invited Jim over to our place to show him what a real car is. We're showing him Fords, that kind of stuff. And what's interesting is Brian's son, yeah. who at the time was a little kid who's now, um, I mean, I guess probably in his early 20s, maybe 24, 25, guys, I mean, me feel old. Uh, he tells me that, that his son, Victor, has a YouTube channel and a very successful channel, and he does the exact same thing. Yeah, and yeah. I said uh, exactly. And I said, yeah, Brian, Victor's been great about that promoting stuff, right? And I said, Brian, why can't we do that in the radio business? Why can't you know? And to the point where I'll say right up front, 
in the afternoons. You can listen to our station. You can listen to Brian Nieves. You know, Brian Nieves does a nice job. Uh, Absolutely. In, in the mornings, one of my old employees, Dan Strauss, is on Tracy's station from, I think, 6 to 9. Um, you know, I mean, and once again, you know, Jamie Allman, who I have a lot of respect for, uh, unfortunately got himself in trouble with that crazy tweet about the dude down in Florida. Right. Got fired right. from his job on 97.1, and he had the TV show on Channel 30. Um, you know, he essentially did a show on YouTube for a long time. When John Beck, his old buddy, got in charge of, of iHeart, uh, he put, uh, you know, Jamie's on the air right now. Jamie's, uh, com- you know, competing with us on 104.9. You've got- and they have great stuff. And by the way, when I'm doing, when I'm doing kid car commute, to, to and from school, I'll put on Jamie in the morning and I listen to Nieves at night. Yeah, I mean, like and, they do a great job. But see, once again, they're talented people who do a great job. The radio stations, and you know, 97.1 does a nice job. They have, you know, Mark Cox. It's interesting, yep. Mark Cox and now his new morning co host, uh, Kim St. Ange, both Channel 4 veterans. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, she got, I think she got thrown out of Channel 4 because of something she tweeted or something like that. She, I think. Yeah, I think it was about. Actually, I think it was about COVID. I think it was something about a requirement to get a COVID vaccine. Right. She got, um, she got something, tr- something along those lines. She got in trouble with management. And, you know, once again, you look back and then you go like, well, I, you know, look back on that thing. People got fired because yeah. they wouldn't. And, well, and Brad, to your point real quick. Yeah. And I mean, so back to real quick, and I'll just relate this to the, to the website thing. Since 2001, I've been looking for great sources of information in Missouri to link to. So let's go back to Tony's Kansas City. So I've been linking to Tony since 2005. Tony does great work based out of Kansas City. I'm not threatened by what Tony does in Kansas City. And Tony's not threatened by what I do with Missouri political news headlines, you know, like he links to my he had a link up to me today pointing to my blog and I link to Tony all the time, you know, like like it's it's what we talked about before. It's the old Rush Limbaugh line where he and he Rush was using liberals as an example. But he said some people think that if I get a little bit bigger slice of the pizza, they're going to be stuck eating the box. That's very limited, limited thinking. You know what I mean? And so exactly to your point, Brad, why some people in the radio business think that if you get a little bit of shine or Reardon or somebody else gets a little bit of attention, that means less money or attention for them is ridiculous. Right. And most radio stations have a policy that you don't talk about other radio stations unless, unless they're co-owned by you. Like you'll hear it on 97.1 when they did the, the, the during Christmas. And, hey, you want to listen to Christmas music? Listen to KZK 102.5. Yeah. That's yeah. because they own that station. But if they didn't own that station, they would never mention it. You know, and see, once again, it's to the point where you go out into the market and everybody realizes, you know, I mean, and, and th- to this day, the sad part of it is uh, those of us in the radio business and even in a lot of industries, it's tough just to have the consumer remember where they ate, you know, where they <laughs> yeah. where they got their tires from, you know, who came and put a roof on their house. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah, absolutely. And it's to the point where you got to just keep pounding that day after day after day. Okay, the Kansas City story. Four guys. This was a playoff game. Wasn't this like January 9th or something like that that this happened? What, one like of a the, month ago. One of the playoff yeah, games. Yeah, I think it was January 9th, yeah. Okay, one of the playoff games, guy has a party and invites three of his buddies over to party at his house to watch the Kansas City Chiefs playoff game, okay? And as the story goes, they party, they're watching the game the whole bit, and three of the guys go MIA. And as the story goes, one of, I think it was the fiance of one of the guys. Yep. She kept calling and he didn't answer his phone. This goes on for like a couple of days. And finally she shows up at the house 
and I believe she breaks into the house. Wasn't that the story? She, she broke... broke in through the ba- through a ba- I think she kicked in a basement window. She broke right. in through the basement window, and she finds the guy who is the owner of the house just waking up, and essentially he's been asleep. This is like Tuesday. He's been asleep for 48 hours. So in other words, he, he says to, he has. Yes, he, he says, says he, has. he says he's been asleep for 48 hours. So unfortunately, they find the three other dudes in the backyard of this guy's house frozen to death. Uh, one guy supposedly is sitting like in a lawn chair. I don't know if you heard all these gory details. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting upright. And yeah. then two guys were found laying down, right? Right, right. And they were all frozen to death and they were dead. So... All the crazy stories go, like, what in the world happened? And this guy, the guy who owns the house, goes, I don't know anything you're talking about. Now it comes out last week, the toxicology report comes out, that that at least the three dudes who were who died all had fentanyl and I believe cocaine as well, too. Didn't they? And THC, yeah. They, so they had all three in their system. Right. They had Essentially, they had marijuana in their system. They had cocaine and they had fentanyl. And I read a doctor, not the doctor who did the autopsies, but a doctor who was a forensic, uh, what do they call it, forensic pathologist. And he essentially read the report and essentially said that what happened to the two guys, the three guys, is that when you have a certain um, combination of drugs or something like fentanyl, it makes you hot. So apparently these guys wanted to cool off and they went outside. Oh. And and then what happened was they essentially passed out. And he said, now I don't know if this is you know comfort to anybody. He says the deaths were painless deaths because mm. he said once they passed out, they felt nothing. Essentially, it would be like going to sleep and just not waking up. Because yeah, I see what you're saying. Because they went to sleep, they're outside, and then what happened, they died of hypothermia where the, your body's core temperature gets down. I think he said it gets down to like, when it gets down to like 80 degrees, you're, you're done. Your heart stops beating, and essentially, you just have a very slow, you know, you just pass out, and from that point, you die. And you have no pain because you're not, you know, going through any torturous uh, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of thing like uh. that. So I'm going like, here we go again. Now, here's the speculation. The speculation that is either the marijuana or the cocaine was spiked with fentanyl, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and in St. Charles County, um, we have the guy's name is Kyle Gaines. And I think he's still the guy. He's the, the uh, it's interesting in St. Charles County, they have one huge ambulance service that serves all of St. Louis County, St. Charles County, with the exception, I believe, of St. Charles City. St. Charles City still has their own ambulance. But if you go into like St. Peter's, O'Fallon, Wentzville, Augusta, they all have what they call SCAD, St. Charles County Ambulance District, okay? And the guy's name is Kyle Gaines, and he's the PR guy, uh, you know, the PIO, public information officer, PR, PR person, whatever you want to call it. He's the flack. He's like what John used to be with Juan Monsanto, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's yep, given— No, that's, that's true, yeah. He's, I mean, I was more of a shill than a flack. A yeah. shill. He's given many presentations to the chambers about this whole crazy thing with the opioids and the fentanyl thing. And mm-hmm. it, it truly is a crisis. And where does it come from? It comes from across the border. Now, Absolutely. wouldn't you think 
that if you got the DEA boys who like, you know, and I'm not making fun of the DEA boys because they got a job to do and their job is, is to try to, you know, stem the, the uh, illegal transportation of, 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 you know, drugs. Wouldn't you think that if we were really serious about this whole thing, we'd have a DEA guy every hundred foot across the border? You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, literally, you know, you look at one direction, you know, the guy's standing the border. You look to your right, there's a DEI guy 100 feet down. You look to your left, 100 feet down. I'm obviously being facetious because of the fact that it would take quite a few DEA agents to cover the border every 100 feet. But, but the point remains, yes, even if it's not every 100 feet or 100 yards. If your country was being decimated by this drug, which for the most part we know comes across the southern border, don't you think you'd say, okay, my focus is we're going to stamp out the transportation of this terrible drug across yep. our border into the United States. And you know what? If it comes down to us keeping out immigrants who don't belong in this country. And once again, this thing I listened to over, over the weekend, the NPR thing, they talked about that most of the uh, immigrants who cross into the border come in and they essentially say, uh, you know, I've been persecuted in my home country, so we take I'm a political refugee. Political yep. refugee, asylum, a whole bit. He said 80 to 90 percent of them will not fit that criteria. But they've made, <laughs> yeah. it, they've made it in the United States, and they've given, yeah. a, they've given a court date in 2032, which, and you think I'm exaggerating, I'm not. Some of the court dates are more than 10 years away so what do you do you know i mean it's just and and the crazy thing yeah. about it is it's to the point where remember when we had uh when biden first got in office and he made kamala harris the borders are and she went down oh, to yeah. the border once and biden went down to the border once but he was like 20 miles away from the border i just don't understand it i will never understand it well, I think – and there's also – if you're a Biden supporter, you say, well, we have plenty of time this summer, this spring and summer to work on it. And then in early fall, Biden announces what his plan is for – you know, an improved plan for the border, an improved, improved plan for fentanyl. And then going into the general election, he's able to point to that. In other words, as of right now, just let the crisis get really bad, and then you can fix it over the summer and fall and then take credit for the, for the early gains. Well, and Trump's come out and said, <laughs> said Republicans don't do anything because of the fact that he essentially said that exact same thing. He said, this is what the Democrats are up to. So don't do anything. And he's taking heat because people are saying like, OK, look at Donald Trump. He's essentially saying don't do anything because of the fact that he'll come in yeah. and he'll be like the white, you know, the white knight, yeah, the, knight the, white shining, knight. the knight in shining armor. I'm here to save the country, <laughs> you know, because... Uh, Casey, what would you say about that? Their stories coming up. Oh, their stories are coming up. We already gave the <laughs> stories. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. Okay. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 